This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm married to my Japanese wife. We got a baby. And so. when did you start taking Japanese? I, here at the University of Cincinnati. Here at the University. Yes, so, yes. so when you married your wife, the right. first time you went to Japan, you yes. did not speak the language. No. and You and, immersed yourself in the culture, it yeah. sounds like, but yeah. you hadn't quite mastered the language yet. It wasn't until you came back here that you studied Japanese. I, exactly. And I, I mean, I could, I could order a beer. I could get around in a taxi. I could do whatever. But uh, what's interesting about my wife, she spoke very little English, and I spoke very little Japanese. So wow, it, what was that? Lo- it's called love. That's what it's called. It's called love and chemistry. And what's really interesting, and she may not like me to say, uh, Japanese are very personal about themselves, but my wife is the daughter of a 15th generation Zen Buddhist priest. And her brother is now the 16th generation, and her nephew is going to be the 17th generation of her family to be Buddhist priests at the same temple in Japan. So uh, we we jokingly say that she had the same address for 400 years until she married me, and we've moved 23 times, I think, since we've been married. But but the Japanese culture, I remember the first time I met my mother-in-law, my mom's from Kentucky, and, and, and Kentucky people are hugging people, and especially you've got a little Irish mix in there, right? And so I meet my family, and I hug my mother-in-law. It wasn't that they were angry, but they were just had never experienced anything like this. Important. They were at an airport, and they're kind of you know moving around. They're like, "What? What do we do? This guy?" And blah, they didn't blah, know blah. what to make of it. Know what to make of it. And then I, I could feel my wife saying, "You know, it's not what we do." Oh. <laughs> and and then on my face, I'm sure is red, and I start apologizing. No, no, no. So then next time I met my mother-in-law, I'd done my homework, and I went up and I just bowed very nicely to her. She looked at me with kind of arms out. But she'd done her homework on me too, uh, see, and I didn't hug her. And she said to my wife, he doesn't like me anymore. Oh, So now if you go to my wife's family, believe me, there's a lot of hugging that goes on. And that's an influence from mom who was from Bracken County, Kentucky, by the way. So we are hugging people. What was fascinating to me about the river, it was a, it was a place to escape with when you had stress or when you had anxieties or whatever, going down playing by the river you know, building forts out of, uh, out of willows and, you know, and fishing, of course, it was a big part of it, but also always looking in my case, and I think this is what led me toward my international career, um, looking upriver and say, where does it come from? And downriver, where does it go? And in other words, it inspired a, a, a curiosity, a wonder to see what was beyond your borders. Absolutely. And then what I discovered uh, with spending a lot of time with uh, more senior citizens in my village, the amazing history of that little village and what occurred there. We have 10 officially recognized Underground Railroad abolitionist sites in the village, which most people wouldn't have even known. But Harry Beecher Stowe's brother, George was pastor in our Presbyterian church for six years, which is still standing. And I've learned so much about what happened in that the founders of New Richmond actually came from Richmond, Virginia, and they were 
dye-in-the-wool abolitionists, and they wanted to settle on the Ohio side of the river to help people escape slavery. Had that river not been there, I don't know what the boundary would have been, but be able to go from slavery to freedom, I mean, it's a dynamic thing. And I never lost, you know, I'd be flying from Tokyo to Washington or New York on meetings in my international career. As the plane starts to descend, uh, you know, about Cincinnati to go into the East Coast, and I look down and there's my river, you know, and it's just, I don't know, I can't even explain it, but there's something very special about a river. So it, it affected me. 